Okay, today my guest is Professor Jane Lu. I'll keep my introduction short to maximize our time with her. In the next 30 minutes or so, we'll talk about Jane as a person. Professor Lu is a thought leader and an esteemed scholar, and finally is a mentor to many PhD students and junior faculty. For the sake of time, I'll skip many of her accomplishments and give you a very quick snapshot. Professor Lu is an AIB fellow. She was a finalist in 2016 at SMS for Best Conference Paper and the 2009 AOM Douglas Nye Memorial Best, um, Best Paper Award. She was also nominated for Haynes Best Paper Award at the 2005 AIB Conference. She received the Best Paper Award in Emerging Market Research at the 2018 AIB Conference. She also won the Best Paper Award at the 2008 Australian and New Zealand AOM Conference. Uh, Jane is among the top 2% most highly cited scientists in management. Thank you, Jane, for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. So, uh, Jane, uh, what did you want to become when you were a child? Um, actually, uh, in my early childhood, um, I did not have many choices. At that, at that time, China was uh, like a closed economy. So we had a very broad categories of careers. So like the uh, workers, peasants, and soldiers. So these are the three, four categories. And I was a little bit in, interested in military life because my father did his military service. And I visited him with my mother at a very young age. I, I didn't have my much memory about that, except a very fierce uh, barking dog. So, uh, but uh, as a girl, I consider it was physically challenging to be really, uh, to become a soldier. So at that time I was thinking among these three categories to be a worker and hopefully it's a, a white, white collar worker and stay in a big city. I, I grew up in Shanghai. So if I could stay uh, in a big city like Shanghai, I think that would be a realistic and uh, ideal career choice. So I didn't have very high ambition, but that's again, because of the, the time periods that's uh, uh, at sure. that time. Sure. And uh, can you remember the first moments or earliest moments of awareness between domestic versus international? And again, it's again it's related to the, the time, um, the, the particular period of time of China at that time. So I did not have much exposure to foreign products or foreign movies when I grew up. My awareness of uh, foreign came with my undergraduate study. I studied uh, uh, foreign trade. So uh, at the Shanghai Foreign Studies University, uh, a foreign teacher from New Zealand uh, was the first foreigner I encountered. Uh, but since then, everything I did had a foreign element. True, true. And uh, how did you choose academia? Um, to me, IB is a very natural choice because given what, what I did in my undergraduate study, I studied uh, foreign trade. And then also given my work, I worked in uh, like international trade, right? So, so everything was IB. So IB was a very natural choice, but to become an academic was a, a, a difficult choice to some extent. I, I was to some extent was converted into an academic during my PhD program at Ivy Ridge School of Business. Um, before I entered that program, I did not, uh, I, I was thinking I do not mind uh, being in academia 
but I did not consciously uh, think of becoming a scholar. I because I, I did quite well in the in the corporate world, and I enjoyed my work. I, I enjoyed the the it's it's a highly competitive work, and I enjoyed the competition and competing to to get the deals, and I also enjoyed the the perks that come with the with the work. So in the early days, I enjoyed the, the business class travel. So I always like nowadays I tell students if you come here for 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 this uh, <laughs> uh, for for this uh, uh, you want to improve your material life, I don't think that's that's that, that's the way to go. So uh, in the corporate world, you can have much better. So at that time, not only the um, business class travel, but I also enjoy the like uh, endless endless entertainment, right? So the, all these uh, banquets and all, especially if you go to the Canton Fair for two weeks from breakfast, um, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, all three meals will be all, all almost like all banquets. So, okay. so, so I, I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the, um, that part. So, so, but after five years, I became a bit bored. It's like, a, you can imagine as a, like a fresh undergraduate, right? So you, you, I enjoy these things, but after five years, I became, I became bored. So, so at that time, I was thinking maybe I need to change a career or something. So at that time, I in 1994, I got a, a, a offer of full scholarship to do MBA uh, in the China Europe International Business School. But although at that time, I had no idea what MBA was. That was 1994 in China. I had no idea. But I was thinking maybe that's, it's good to take some time out and to, to study, right? So, so that I know what I want to do in the next stage of my life. So I got the offer. And then uh, uh, I did my MBA. So again, as MBA it has nothing to do with research or to, to, to be like academic. By that time I did met some professors from, from uh, overseas, right? So uh, I guess I was uh, performing quite well academically. So they encouraged me to pursue PhD studies. So that was the encouragement from the professors in uh, my MBA studies. But again, I did not give up because I really like the corporate world. So I think maybe because I was in the international trade and was the state-owned enterprises, maybe that's so much entertainment. Maybe if I change, so I decided to give another try. So I worked for a foreign bank that was Rabobank. And then I was the head of the corporate finance department. Then I think maybe it would be different. But again, I, it, it was very similar. So then I realized no matter where you are, which, whichever industry, what company you work for, as long as you want to deals, then there'll be entertainment, right? It's uh, a moderate level is good, but if it's too much, then it's, uh, I, 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 I don't like it. Then, and also on the other side, I'm, I'm kind of a curious person. I learn quite fast, but then I also get bored if, if I already figure out everything. So, so I think uh, uh, in, in, uh, in, in, when I work in the corporate world, I think usually your boss only wants you to do things that you are good at, right? So they don't want you to, to, to move unless, because it's, it's good for them. So I, I, I think I have limited learning opportunity. Then I think uh, academia is better. But even so, when I joined Ivy, I had no idea about what PhD is. Uh, one motivation was I had a client from Germany. I noticed on their business card, they have doctor. And some people may even have more than one doctor. So doctor, doctor. Then I would think maybe if I can also get a doctor that can can, can promote my, my, my career in, in the corporate world. So I, I initially, that was a very uh, naive idea when I entered the PhD program. I, I was just want to get a title doctor. Then I think that that looks very smart in the corporate world. 
from 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 my like German class. Okay, so so that but then once I was in the program, I I, I found I, I really liked it. So I I like the 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 uh, the the intellectual parts of the program because we get to read a lot of uh, uh, I think the one course was reading books. So every class was a book. So reading lots of books, and uh, then we have all these very intellectual discussion, and then we also get exposure to the data and analysis. I I, I think I learned very quickly, and then I I, I think I, I like it. Then I was converted into the academic rather than was uh, <laughs> I I did not know what what I wanted to get when I when I was uh, when I just started my PhD study. Interesting. Uh, what's something uh, on your CV that not many people would know that you? Uh, What's what's uh, what would now that doesn't sound right. Uh, something that is not on your CV that people might find interesting. Um, I, I think maybe because I grew up in China and uh, as I mentioned at that time that during the period I grew up right, so I had a very limited career choices. Right, I, I, actually, when, 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 at that time when we finish our undergraduate study, you you, are, you do not have the freedom to choose. You were assigned. To companies, you are assigned. So it's it's not a it's not it's not we do not have the freedom to choose your career. So we had a li very limited uh, career choices and a very limited exposure to the outside world, and of course had a very limited extracurricular activities. So nowadays the kids have so many like uh, uh, activities, right? At that time we have very limited choices. So sometimes I feel um, I I my life is a little bit like the movie the the, the life of uh, Benjamin Button. So kind of uh, started the other way around. So I think I start now, I start to grow at, at, at a much later stage. So not, not when, when I like suppose that now the kids like nowadays, you start with all these activities when you were a kid, you get all this exposure, then you make your choices, right? So I, I started at a much older stage. So when, when I feel now I started to grow and to do things that people, they usually start at a much younger age. So, for example, I very much enjoyed my sabbatical at Peking University. I was so busy at time. So early from like a morning, like I started to morning run with the students and then I have tea appreciation and I, have, I started to learn Chinese medicine and all, all kinds of things that you probably could have done at much uh, uh, younger age. And even at, at, at the nighttime, I do the martial arts and so so I start to learn these things at a much later stage and then also I found I have more potential than I thought I had so because I did not have the exposure to to these kind of activities so I, I started to do Gobi challenge I, I started to hiking start to run marathon so I I start doing these things at a much later stage in my life than uh, Jane, do you have any regrets in life? Uh, something you wish you had done or done differently? I do not. I don't think I have any regrets because I, I, I don't think we can try different paths, right? So I, I, I just think I'm happy with the, whatever I'm doing and whatever situation I have, and try to get the best out of it. If the, if really want to think of any regrets, I think maybe I just kind of. Uh, I wish I could spend more time with my parents because I, in the early stay, days, I, I stayed almost every day with my parents. Uh, but then later on, I moved, I started my PhD and then started to work. And then I was away from China for, for 20 years. So I, of course I visit them during these 20 years, but then 
it's it's visit. It's it's very different from spending time with them in, in the same city, right? So so I I and then also kind of I I in two thousand I, I did went back to China um in 2017 to work in Siege's and in order to spend some time with them. Then 2019, I moved to Hong Kong because I think Hong Kong, China, uh, Shanghai is so close. It's one and a half hour by flight. It's very close. But then of course I did not anticipate the pandemic. So now I haven't seen them for two years <laughs> because of the pandemic. So if you think of any regrets, I think that'd be the regret. But again, it's, I, that's something I cannot predict. Sure, sure. Uh, what are you most passionate about? What I'm, what I'm most passionate about is, uh, I, I, I really like learning. I, I, I like to, 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 to learn things, and that's one reason I think I prefer academia compared to the corporate world because I think there's more uh, opportunity for learning. To some extent, I feel I, I sometimes I do not want to tell people about our profession. Because I think that's the best kept secret in the world. I, I, I can't imagine we are being paid to explore the things we are interested in. And uh, if, if it works, that's fine. If it doesn't work, no one is going to punish you, right? So, uh, so I, I think I, I, I really like what, what, what we are doing to, to, to explore things that we are curious about. Uh, let, let's uh, switch to, to research, if you don't mind. Um, how do you explain your research to people who don't read your work regularly? Uh, to to uh, people uh, you you meet on the street. And um, that's actually that's something I that remind me. Your question remind me of something that I tried to do about ten years ago when I me and um, my youngest and I we were on a hiking trip, and he wanted to quit. So then I would try to think of, to make conversation, to think of things that may keep him interested. So I started to talk about the research papers to him. So I tried to, uh, uh, he was only, I think uh, about 10 year old. So I, I have to think of things that uh, can, of course I cannot talk in, in these uh, uh, in, in, uh, academic terms, right? I try to kind of make it, it's kind of like story to him. Mm -hmm. So, so it's um, fundamentally, I'm, 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 I care. Okay, that's what I care. I, I don't. I won't say I found the, the solution or, or the, the answer to that. I care about how firm can grow profitably because I work uh, uh, in the corporate world. So I care about the, uh, no matter whatever strategy it is, whether it can contribute to the firm's profitability. So how firms can grow profitably. So I think that also matters to all people, right? So, so for example, how to make a profitable investment decisions. Uh, no matter domestic or in our context, in IB is in in a, in a foreign market. How to mm -hmm. make uh, uh, profitable investment decisions? So, uh, uh, so for example, uh, like location choices. How to choose? So like, there's so many countries, right? How can you choose uh, which country to 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 make the the investment? So most people will look at the like say uh, market potentials, right? You can look at the uh, what's the market size. So you can look at these market potentials. But also I think for us uh, uh, researchers, we kind of point to pe people not only need to consider these things, but also need to consider like political risk, the political risk of, of, of different countries, right? And for example, also the, 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 the cultural distance. Um, I would not, not say that the, the firms need to avoid uh, locations of high uh, political risk or high uh, or very large 
culture distance because usually um, risk and return, they come together, right? So it's high risk and also high return. So, but the most important thing is for firms to be aware of these challenges and then try to, to, um, to uh, um, prepare, be prepared for these kind of challenges for them. But they can use certain strategies to mitigate um, such risk. Sure. Jane, about omitted variables in IB research or things that you think will be more fruitful in the next five to 10 years, things that we haven't studied enough uh, that we need to explore more of. Um, that's uh, that's a very big that's a very very big question. I don't have the crystal ball to to tell what's the uh, the what, what's going to be a big question for the five or ten years. But again, I can say the things I I care about, right? So so the things I care about one is about the sustainability. So again, you 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 earlier asked me about what I'm passionate about, right? So I I, I do have the passion for 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 research and for for exploration. But at the same time, I, I, I care a lot about the sustainability. So uh, I think we all feel the, 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 the impact. And then, then also like I also in my, uh, um, um, in addition to research, sometimes do social work, right? So th that kind of social work, uh, I think can help to, to prevent in environment. I was on a trip to, to the source of Yangtze River. So that's the, the, the largest river, I don't know what in the world, but largest river in, in, in China. So to the source of Yangtze River, so it's um, 4,500 uh, meter above the sea. So it's very high level. So I was there to help to to clean the to to clean the, the highway there to to talk to the local people to educate them about the uh, about the about the environmental protection. At the same time, also we collected some garbage or these uh, empty bottles or something um, from from the local people. So I was with an NGO uh, called the Green River. So so we did all of these. So I'm happy to do more things. But also what I mean is I care about the sustainability. So I think that'd be a, a very uh, promising research uh, question or research area. So for example, multi, how multinational, multinational firms can contribute to the su sustainability goal uh, of, of different countries and how they can uh, uh, buy investment and by the power they have, how can they improve the sustainability mm -hmm. in, in some uh, developing countries? So that's one topic. And the other topic I'm, I, I personally care about is about uh, economic inequality. So I, I was a guest editor with, uh, uh, for a special issue at the Business and Society on the uh, economic inequality. So again, that's how uh, I think the multinational firms, they can contribute to, uh, to some extent, they may contribute to the increase in the uh, economic inequality, but they can also contribute to the reduction in the economic inequality. So, so that kind of topic I, 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 I care about. And I think they are, they are, they are important in, in the five to, uh, in the next five to 10 years. Okay, uh, looking back five to 10 years to the early times when you got your PhD uh, and now, and uh, thinking about the trends, what can you say about uh, uh, the evolution of IB? Where are we headed to? Um, for, for, for the IEB, I think one thing is we can see that the, the topics, that the topics, certain topics become popular. So I remember when I was, I think it was after I finished my PhD and I published um, two papers on the topic on the multinationality and firm performance. 
And 2005 and 2006, we had two symposiums. One is in AIB, the other is in AOM. So it was interesting format. It was a debate. So we have several professors, including myself. We were on one kind of one side. We take the position. So there is a relationship between multinational, multinationality and performance. And another, uh, several other professors, they said, no, there's no such relationship or something. So it was in the format of, of a debate. And that was quite, quite interesting. I think we, I remember we had a full house, like five or 6,000 people for, for this kind of symposium. And it was, the room was so crowded. I felt, wow, that was a really hot topic. But now you can see that this topic is not, not uh, uh, we, we, we do not generate that many publications in this area. And also in the early days, there are some pops on like entry modes. I also um, did some studies on the entry modes. So these, uh, um, these kind of topics are, are uh, uh, got a lot of publication, but nowadays it's kind of like uh, uh, not, not so many, uh, studies on entry modes, right? But I think more recently, there are more studies on the like uh, um, CSR, so corporate social responsibility, and especially, for example, on the political corporate social responsibility, like uh, on the uh, multi-stakeholder initiative, how multinational firms, they can, they can through this kind of uh, deliberation, how can they improve the, the local uh, CSR standards? Uh, so, so, so the, so I, I do see the, 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 the change in the topics and also for, for myself, as I explained earlier, I, I, I sometimes get bored, right? So if I do one topic, I've published uh, like a couple of papers, a few papers, and I think I've made enough contributions and I, 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 then I, I, I change to the, to the, 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 the next topic that, that, that interests me. Perfect. Um, well, uh, Last question in the research segment, which questions uh, do you think are overly done and there is basically no more uh, mileage in them that we should move away from? Uh, so these are the two I mentioned earlier in, in terms that you talk about the, the evolution, right? So, so I think the, the, the topic I, I contributed, the one is the um, multinationality and uh, firm performance. So, so after I published two, two papers in this area, I feel there's enough being said by me on this topic. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to work on paper than on a moderating effect. So I think that's enough. And, and the other topic is entry mode, right? So again, I feel it, uh, probably it's uh, no longer that sure. exciting. Sure. About the mentoring part, uh, who was your advisor when you were going through the PhD program? Oh, I was um, Paul Beamish. <laughs> Paul Beamish was my supervisor. Yeah. And what was the best advice you received from Paul? Um, I would I wouldn't say one particular piece of best advice, but I think it was more about his role model. Uh, first of all, I really think he has he's someone with a great foresight, not only about the topics. So I really he, I think he has the, the the sharp eyes for the hot topics. I think he's the best person to ask about hot topics. And the second, he also has the the sharp eyes for picking. Uh, uh, very promising scholars on my committee. So I was, I have Amy Hillman uh, on my uh, committee and have uh, Dren Island on my committee. So he, 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 he somehow got an all-star uh, committee members for me. So that's one thing uh, about his foresight. And the other thing is about his role model. So I think he had a, uh, so in terms of role model is one is about his work ethics. And the second thing is about uh, He's really uh, all-rounded. So it's not just research. It's also his passion for teaching and case writing. 
And I think these, uh, of course, also service, also service. So this kind of all, all roundness, I think it's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's very important the role model for me. So that's why I also, uh, that's also partly of the IV training. So I, I, I really appreciate the, the, the IV uh, um, PhD program. So we not only need to, uh, uh, usually in a, in a, we call it a qualifying exam, uh, we were being tested for research, right? But in Ivy's qualifying exam, so we also need to be tested for, for teaching in terms of the curricular, curriculum development, then also service to review papers. Then we also have like a, a full year, uh, they call the teaching group meeting to discuss with the professors how to teach cases. That's a whole year meeting. So again, Paul himself, he also wrote, uh, I don't know how, how many cases, so many cases, he still updates me with his new cases. So I think this is his role model that's really uh, inspiring to me. Interesting. Uh, when you talk to uh, young scholars, uh, PhD students or junior faculty, what common mistakes do you see that these, um, uh, these people have? Uh, things that you think uh, that they should do and they should not do. What, what can you say about that? Um, I think that there are about maybe two things, uh, but these two things are connected. One is I think that, uh, again, I, I have to say these are the PhD students I have encountered. So maybe because of different geographic uh, area, uh, I, I'm not sure whether it can be generalized, okay? So that mm -hmm. I can only say based on what. One, I think it's, uh, they take a very instrumental approach they treat this as a career. So to me, it's uh, to be a scholar, I think it is a career. We do make a living. I, I'm not saying that we, we, we just do the research, we do not make a living. So it is a career, but I think there should be something beyond a career. They, they should, you should have some passion um, for the topic that they want to research. So what I mean is a curiosity and the passion for research beyond the uh, making, uh, making a living, uh, treating as a career. So, but most people, they put a career first. And that the choice they want to enter the PhD program is because they think maybe it's a, it's an easy career or there's something they think they can do well. So like they put a career first. The problem with they do put this uh, career oriented mindset is people tend to kind of uh, try to cut corners, right? People like to find the, the shortcuts. So I always tell my PhD student that they. I personally, I entered the PhD program at a relatively later stage because I worked for six years. I, I do not regret that at all. So, but compared to the, the current PhD students, they have, they enter PhD pro program at a much younger age. So they should have, a, in theory, have a longer career, right? I said, you should find something you can sustain you for, for a long time. It's not just one paper. You, you should think of something you really care about, can sustain you for at least 10 years. I'm not even talking about the, the, the rest of your career, at least for 10 years. So that's one thing. It's I think at the it's very um, they just purely treat as a career, and and the um, and the other other thing is uh, is they wanted to get a paper published so quickly. It's this uh, it, they it's. They treat it as almost like a fast food, almost treat it as, as a fast food. Okay, so so it's uh, they, they wanted to get a paper, one paper, two paper, counting papers. Some I, I met some PhD student, not 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 mine. Okay, one year twelve papers, 
I don't even know how how the person can. Uh, uh, of course, I my person is highly productive, and by I just think twelve papers one year as a PhD student. I I I, I don't know. I, I it's, maybe some people like it, but it's not not my cup of tea. I prefer someone who who will first of all have a true passion about a topic uh, he or she is studying, and second, to really study this topic you need to do some for example talk to managers right not just read the papers to do some company visits and to 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 talk to the manager to understand the phenomenon to understand the phenomenon and read the books maybe not just the management some topic may be related to, to social science maybe some some um, um, related to the political science maybe to, to just but when i do a topic i will do read everything i know on this topic I do not set a boundary for myself. I only read this one uh, for 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 um, only read the management papers. Yep. So, for example, when, when I did a paper on the on the social trust, I read everything about that. I read about two hundred papers related to social trust. That's not all in in, in the management, uh, um, not all in management literature. Uh, this was very insightful. Thank you so much, Jane. Uh, what's the question I should have asked you but didn't? think you 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 asked <laughs> ask good questions actually I, 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 as a result I think uh, I know myself better <laughs> <laughs> and I think if anything I would say it's uh, it's uh, maybe that uh, I would say it's a question but there may be two things um, I think for younger for younger scholars I think based on my experience I think because I, I uh, Due to the specific time period I grew up, so I, I I told you I had a very I'm not ambitious at all, right? I was uh, I, I really I had no clear goals. Okay, I just tried to make the best choice uh, based on the 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 the, the choices I have. But I think nowadays it's very different, right? So young scholars they have lots of choice. So I think first of all I think they should be ambitious. I think they set high goals because I know the the where your, your goals high, you are likely you can achieve more. For, for, for scholars of uh, like my age, okay, like all my cohort or uh, my friends or our colleagues, I think it's uh, one thing I learned is I think it's uh, don't um, set any limitations to yourself. So uh, that's something I learned. And I think it's uh, often your, your potential is beyond uh, your imagination. Interesting. Thank you so much uh, for your time. Uh, this was very helpful. I learned a lot. I'm sure the audience will agree with me. Thank you, Jane. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you.